Thank you and welcome to Bigfoot Club. I am your host, Robert Jesse Dominguez, season two, episode six. And with me is Covered in Pain, Christopher Lee Collins. Yep. And <laughs> it's Ash. It's Ash. Yeah. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. Not covered in anything. <laughs> She's a singer, not you. Hey. <laughs> I do all the singing. Um, Today we got a, a very special guest of ours uh, here. So he's a, a good friend of mine. Um, he's a researcher that I've, I've known for a long time, and I'm I'm uh, really really proud to, to have him on. <clears throat> um, Tim Clay, and uh... Tim. Howdy, folks. Good to be here. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> Did you like the intro there? Oh, I love that. <laughs> You're you're the only one that has their own theme song. Yeah. None of us have a theme song. No. <laughs> it would take too long. Well, it's like calling shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. You got to think about it before everybody else. That's awesome. That's Tim, fantastic. Tim is actually you're actually a really good you're actually a fan of the podcast, right? Oh yeah. You you watch? I mean, I watch. Watch? What am I? What is it? He watched the. <laughs> He watches the little thing go and count the numbers down. I don't no, know. I'm, yeah. I'm Shepard Hydra. Totally right riveting. <laughs> What's going to happen? Oh, oh, wait, wait. <clears throat> this is the part where it goes faster. <laughs> um, yeah, you're, you're a pretty big fan of the, of the podcast. Um, he listens. Um, yeah, I was getting to that. Okay. Well, yeah. You're <laughs> so. just helping. <clears throat> I'm here. I got your back, man. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, <laughs> thanks guys. Um, Tim, um, I know you, you and I, we, we've researched a lot for almost like 20 years, right? We've done stuff or we've known each other. Off and on, yeah. Um, how, did, how, did you get into, how did you get into Bigfoot? Well, I grew up in East Texas and like so many others. <clears throat> you know, it started basically with Leonard Nimoy's In Search Of, The mm-hmm. Legend of Boggy Creek. Yeah, and there was a boggy creek up near my house. Of course, I didn't realize it was a different one. But when you're nine, you know, it's all the it's same. It's all the same, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just you get kind of embroiled in that 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 fantasy mm-hmm. of what if. And then I never actually thought about researching until you know I ran across you know the TBRC back in the early 2000s. Right. So. And, so was there any any like movie or incident or book that actually brought that, you know, it hit home with you and say, hey, that's something maybe I want to interested in maybe doing? Well, not really necessarily doing because of anything. It was, you know, the, like I said, the movie was already there mm-hmm. and an interest. Um, and then seeing that local guys were actually going out and doing it. You know, mm-hmm. I never thought about anything being in Texas before. Um and then meeting up with Luke mm-hmm. and, and yourself and then getting out there and checking everything out was, you know, once you got past, am I crazy for doing this? Right. Because <laughs> you know? we were talking off show, like when we were driving, we were talking about how 
how you how you know you perceive joining the group and how I how my my mom talked about it to me. So, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, it's really kind of like walking out there on a very shaky pier. Yeah. Going, okay, why am I diverging from reality? <laughs> you know, to yeah. deal with this. Yeah. But you know, your your curiosity kills you. Yeah. Were were you like were you like Robert and didn't didn't think they were around Texas? You thought they were all up in the north, yeah. and so whenever you realized, oh man, they're in Texas, like like Robert did, he was like to the moon yeah. with with excitement that they're they're here and they're in, in their own backyard. Well, you know, back in the early days of the internet, and you, before you really knew what to do with it. You would just sit there in a search engine. I'll plug this word in. I'll plug this word in. Finally, I plugged in Bigfoot and was like, whoa, look at all this stuff. And then Texas Bigfoot, what is that? Yeah. And then I found the TBRC and contacted somebody. And then Now, was this at the beginning of the TBRC? Was, was the TBRC pretty new at this point? Yeah, less than a year old, year yeah. old maybe. Yeah, because I think whenever I typed in Texas Bigfoot, it brought me, like I was telling you off show, uh, it brought me to uh, Don Keating's uh, 11th Annual Bigfoot Conference up in Newcomers, and Luke was there. And he had, for some reason, he had his email address. And I reached out to him, and I think Craig reached out back to me, and then eventually Luke did, you know, he, he did call me, we talked and stuff. But whenever you joined, you were, uh, the website was up and going, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because yeah, I think people's pictures were on it. There might have been a case report. Yeah, 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 yeah. Luke had already put up uh, stuff from Area 2. Right. And I remember seeing a picture of where it looked like one was laying down in some yes. tall grass. Yes. Mm. And, uh, yeah. and that was actually my first trip out there was meeting him. And then he took it straight out there and got to look at that area. That's that's neat. So do you, do you remember a moment when you were like, okay, this thing's real? Yeah. Um, I guess... Within a few weeks, a month, um, we had an outing out to this area, too. And I was walking along, looked down, and it looked like a print. But it was weird-looking. One, it was several weeks old, and it had been rained on, so mm-hmm. it was partly washed out. But the thing is, is they had very distinctive feet in that particular area. They almost looked like flippers, mm. mainly because the heel was so narrow. So I sat there and looked at it and looked at it and looked at it. And finally, I was about to walk off, and somebody walked up and said, hey, what you looking at? So I showed, and then Luke came walking by. Oh, yeah, that's a print. Okay, I'm, I'm hooked. Yeah. So that was the, like, all right, now I'm, now I'm all in. I'm going to find this thing. That moment was, that's pretty cool. Was that, was that the one, the cast that you have here now? Or? Oh, no, no. <clears throat> this was uncastable. Okay. Like I said, you could just barely tell some toes, and you got this f- general foot shape, and okay. the heel was washed out, but you could tell it was a narrow one. So, so you being brand new to it all, as far as investigation, you knew that this was this was this was Bigfoot. This was a, a print. It wasn't just another indention in the ground or anything like that. It was distinctive enough. Yeah, that you could tell it was. It, it wasn't just a random. Yeah. It wasn't impression. like a like a, a log fell down and then a log was gone or something like that. Right. It was. It was a. Was there was there any more of them? Was there just that one? That's the only one that stood out, but it was a grassy, yeah. dirt area. And you said it'd been it's been there for a while. 
and it's been washed out. So it wasn't on yeah. moss or nothing. <laughs> Say that again. Some soft moss. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you weren't you weren't looking at moss for here, hours, and it was All over right. here. Yeah. So, because this, because this, the stick was flipped over this way, it was there before. No, no sorry, sorry. <laughs> we're just making fun of standing. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I know. I went back and watched that, and yeah, the whole running thing was hilarious. Oh I just, I was like, this I guy. Running. You can't say with us. So, <clears throat> after after that moment, and you were hooked. Um, what what was it about? Other than being a kid in Soggy Bottom or Soggy Bottom. Soggy Bottom. Soggy Bottom was. <laughs> <laughs> ah, and the man. Whatever. George anyway, the, Bigfoot, same thing. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> what, what was your intent from that moment? Like, what, what, what were you in it for after that? Well, actually, growing up out in the country and, you know, playing out in the woods, camping. And being in the city for so long, I'd kind of gotten away from that. Mm. So this was a great opportunity. <laughs> to get back to, yeah. Great excuse to get back out in the woods, do some camping. It's meeting a bunch of group, uh, you know, a group of uh, like-minded people. Mm -hmm. And so anytime you do that, that's always kind of fun. Conversation's good. You know? um, so it was kind of a tandem uh, excuse to get back out in the woods and meet new people. And, and Luke was a great mentor. He was my mentor too. Yeah. And you know, he had so much to teach you. It was he taught you how to look at the woods, walk into the woods in a whole new way. Yeah. One of my most memorable times of him being able to do that was we were following up on uh, some stuff out at Tyler State Park. There was a guy out there that had some sightings and he had found something and wanted to just come out and look, so we took a road trip. I can't remember were you with us? I don't. I don't think I was. I, I want to say I, I don't. I, I don't recall that. I know we had two cars worth. Me, in my truck, and um, then he was in another car. Anyways, so we pull up at this dead end area, the circle area, um, at the state park, and I pull up right in front of and, and park right at the uh, dumpster. He parks to my left. As he gets out of the car, he, he looks around, then he looks over at me and says, "Come here." So I step over and he kind of points and on the other side of the dumpster that I had parked on was an opening that went right into the woods. Mm -hmm. So we're like, hmm, that's interesting. So we step in and there's a twist. Mm -hmm. and, I'm like, and then it occurred to me, oh, dumpster, yeah. fast food. Fast mm -hmm. food. And so like mm -hmm. you get a, a, a big weekend where there's a holiday weekend and a lot of people yeah. are heading out there and they're dumping all this stuff and the, the food out in the dumpster. They just got to step up and dig through. Yeah. We actually talked about about that being fast food form on, yeah. Yeah. on an episode. It's, I mean, why not? Omnivores. Yeah. yeah. So. I, I, I used to party out there. and uh, Did you really? Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, I lived in White House. Um, what kind of foods did you take out there? Whatever. But, you know, the next morning after everyone parties, yeah, you find all kinds of alcohol and cigarettes and yeah. whatever that people <laughs> just leave behind. Bigfoot running around because they you know, East Coast Bigfoot. All over the place. <laughs> hey, hey guys, how you doing? I wonder, I wonder, <laughs> oh my God. I wonder how many times they took edibles out there and Bigfoot got a hold of them. Oh, there's no telling. But yeah, he does that, that big, on their own though. Being that big, you know. they'd have to have a lot though. Taco Mayo. Yeah. Apparently five plants <laughs> worth, right? Yeah. In that story that uh, Tanya shared with us. 
take a it take a lot to get a Bigfoot high. <laughs> well, a lot. It's got to be the right the right strain. How do we get onto that? I don't know. Because she said a lot of partying. Well, and then <laughs> and I'm we thinking did, if there's a lot know. of partying, there's a lot of leftovers. So yeah. Bigfoot's got to get a hold of it. So <laughs> you got a bunch but, of drunk no, high Bigfoot running around. Tanya shared a story with Robert that uh, where was it at in Oregon? Yeah, I think so. That uh, allegedly one broke into this guy's grow house and ate like five of his plants, like <laughs> just stripped them. Marijuana. Yeah. Wow. It's like, well, maybe he don't feel good. Maybe you know, he, he, was, good maybe he had cancer and he had to get his medicine. Glaucoma. Anyway, sorry, so, sorry, Tim. Sorry, Tim. <laughs> That's all right. We That's we right. do that a lot. Sorry. I'm, I'm sure you know you listen. So, okay. So, um, Luke says, hey, there's an opening behind the, behind the dumpster. Yep. Step in and there's a little twist on a small tree. Yeah. And I was still coming to terms with a lot of the tree stuff, but it was little things like that. He would teach you how to look mm-hmm. and see things. So, you know, Bigfoot aside, I was having a blast yeah. just learning and seeing things in a new way and being more aware of the environment once you step out into the woods. Because yeah. there's a lot to see, really, if you pay attention. As, as I go into the, to the woods to hunt, and where I hunt, there's not a lot of woods because I hunt in West Texas. West not Texas. Texas. Not in East Texas. <laughs> so, um, so where I hunt, there's not a lot of woods. But, yeah, when you're sitting up there... You, if you don't know what you're looking at, then you're just looking at a field with some brush on it, and here come a deer, and you get to shoot it, you know. So, I've always wanted to to learn that stuff. I've always wanted to know how to like see something out of the ordinary and 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 explore it and see what it is. So, being able to to go with Luke and and do that stuff, I I, I envy that about about Man, I'm, I'm about y'all. You. I would love to get Luke back out in the woods and yeah, um, I really miss that. I, I do too. It's um because yeah. I mean, for some reason, I've said this a bunch of times. I've always felt safe with him. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Yeah, I just always have this. Oh, you're a pretty major fan girl, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You've been reading his diary. <laughs> <laughs> so Luke sent me a message today. Oh my god. <laughs> always always late sorry so yeah that that, that's always it was sitting down when we had our 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 show with luke but i I wish we would have had the whole three four hours that we were with him on on yeah on video i mean on uh tape because actually we we get there and we started talking and sat in his living room and we must have gone what almost like three hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. just and I had to stop him and say, "Okay, we, we got to stop. We got to so we got to start the show. We got to start the show." Because, but just just listening to him talk, it's intoxicating. It, yeah, it's just I, I I was like a little kid. You know, when when I was a little kid, uh, my papa, um, one of the greatest men I've ever known in my life. He he would tell me stories, and I would just sit there with you know a little starry eyed, like, "Oh wow," because he was born in nineteen oh three. So he went from horse and buggy to man on the moon, if you believe somebody went to the moon. But that's just the, the, the drastic change in what he went through in his life. I was just like, wow, that's awesome. So that was like what you felt with Luke? Well, that's, yeah, I felt whenever Luke was telling these stories and Luke was talking, I, I went back to that little kid sitting there like. Well, not only does he have a captain way to, captivating way of you know, getting your attention, but he has some great stories. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and his voice is just like. It's that narrator voice that's just like, man, I could listen to this 
all day. And that's what it was. We were just sitting there on the couch, just hanging out with him and just, because this is the first time I've ever met him, first time I've ever talked to him. And I was just like, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd go in the woods with this dude right now. Well, something I had forgotten until I was talking to Robert earlier was the first time I met him, I had went out and met him and several others. And that's when we went out to Area 2. And then when we came back, we ended up talking so late, I never went home. <laughs> I ended up just crashing there and then leaving the next morning. Yeah, Man, I wish I'd have done that. Because like, I talked to him on the phone. First time I talked to him, it was like four hours. And he was, ta- he was talking about a bunch of stuff. And I was listening. And I was writing stuff down. And he goes, Bob, are you there? I go, yeah, I'm just writing <laughs> just it keep down. talking. I'm writing it down. <laughs> so, but I was like so excited to talk to him. But, uh, um, you know, I, I've said this before and I'll say it, you know, a thousand times. I I will always think of him as the 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 father of Texas Bigfoot because I thought before him, there's nothing. There's no, there was hardly any websites. It was the GC, but I don't really count them. So. But like before, before that, he came that's, along, that's the Gulf Coast. Yeah, the Gulf yeah. Coast. And yeah, they weren't necessarily specialized in Texas. I always thought they were more Louisiana. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they had a few guys in Texas. They didn't have a whole lot. They were in Monster Center. But their their headquarters was in Louisiana. I, I don't know. I just know most of them were yeah. stationed in Louisiana. So to answer your question a little bit, aside from Bigfoot, which was just kind of a a lark mm-hmm. more than anything, because. I still didn't really think there was anything there. Yeah. But it was just, you know, getting with the group, getting with new people, getting out in the woods. It was a whole, and then the structure of it, learning new stuff. Yeah. That was, that was pretty much, you know, what pulled me in. And then you start seeing things that become more than a coincidence. Yeah. You know, like twists and prints, and then you start experiencing things. Yeah. That's... Um, Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was just, I was like, that's, that, that's kind of how I got into Bigfoot. Um, Cause as you know, you listen to the show. I, I don't believe in Bigfoot. I don't think it's real, but talking to Robert, talking to Luke, going through um, um, all that we've been through on the show, uh, seeing your cats that you brought here tonight. It's, it's intriguing. Just the thought of it is intriguing of this of this larger than life i'm glad you said what you did because every time i hear you say it it makes me think of this one particular speaker at the uh texas bigfoot conference chester moore jr he said once in one of his speeches he doesn't believe in bigfoot Mm -hmm. he believes in god with bigfoot you know it's there or you don't yeah because you do your research or you've had an experience so that's kind of where it comes down to. It's a matter of just getting out there and experiencing yeah. things. And that's kind of, again, I haven't had a full-fledged, oh, my God, there's a Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. But I've heard and seen enough that, you know, after a while, it's just not a coincidence. Yeah, you yeah. explain it. Yeah. Yeah. Wise. I like that. I like that comparison because I believe in God. I've never seen God. I, I, I'll never see God until I get to heaven. But... He, God and Jesus are the only thing that I believe in that I can't see or feel or touch, you know, unless I have that, that experience. And that's, that's exactly how it is with Bigfoot. That's how it was with paranormal with me. I I had all kinds of incidences when I was a kid and I just was like, whatever, that's not real until something real happened to me. And I was like, okay, I can't explain that. You know, there's, there's, that's not coincidence. So 
the intrigue of, of Bigfoot being real is is what what keeps me keeps me going. And 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 my my outlook on on Big Bigfoot is uh, more of a spiritual realm, more on the spiritual side, going back to the Native Americans and the Indians and them them believing that it comes from their their past or it's this this being from the ground or or something like that. That's where that's where I can get on on a level of believing that Bigfoot is there. Well, it's interesting you say that because yesterday, you know, building up to this, I've been going back and, and just really watching a lot of YouTube videos and stuff. Um, now, I watched one that was on uh, uh, with some Native Americans up in uh, Nebraska on a reservation. And it reminded me that that's where we were going with our research back in the early 2000s. <clears throat> we had a few people uh, come down what, what did she do? Was she a shaman? Yeah. Something I, to that yeah, effect? Yeah, she's a shaman. She would come down, and, and I can't remember everything that we did, but she was able to help interpret some things mm-hmm. that, you know, she from her perspective. Do we, we, do, do we want to say her name? I don't remember it. Joan Ocean, was it? No, 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 no. Was it? No, was the it Native American lady from uh, oh, yes, Oklahoma. Yes. That's right. Um, I, I don't remember. Joan name. Ocean was a completely separate thing. Okay. Um, she's a swimmer of with dolphins, I think. Right, right, in, okay. In yeah. Hawaii, but she's been out here. Right, okay. Um, doing her spiritual thing, but I, no, I, this was getting in touch with the Native American side, and it brought in an interesting perspective. It's been so long now, I can't remember everything. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, um, that that's uh been an interesting aspect of it that you don't initially approach in the subject because you're thinking flesh and blood Mm -hmm. science you know just rational thought like that instead of the other Mm -hmm. aspect because that can go in left field really quick and it can It, it it certainly can but for me to be able to at this moment in in my journey in my bigfoot journey for me to be able to wrap my mind around if it's out there or not is on a spiritual because it's it's you know I, I see i see video and i and i hear audio and i and, and all this stuff and i just for it to be that sneaky that that deceptive and that being able to stay away all that i just i just think it can shift in and out of the paranormal world or or the the spiritual world and it comes and goes when it wants and i'm not saying i believe that a hundred percent I'm not well, saying that's a lot to take in it, by itself. Yeah. So, but th- I can, I can come more believe in that than I can it being this, this big, hairy, and I'm not going to say monster, No. Don't, don't say that. <laughs> but this big, hairy thing out in the woods, that's just where my, my mind, that's where I, where I, where I like can make myself think, okay, this might be real, but this is not. So Tim, I wanted to ask you, um, when whenever you join the TBRC, uh, you you eventually because I'm I mean I I know you what happened with you know our progression with the group, but the, you know the listeners don't. So when you when you joined the the TBRC, you, you were were you in charge of anything, or you were like a uh, were you like a field researcher? What was what was the- yeah, a general field researcher, and, and as things progressed and people came and went, I had I was charge of. Um, Excuse me. I was uh, placed as the uh, East Texas regional leader. 
so what, it up with what, a lot of cases. What areas were that was that involved? I mean, I know it's East Texas, but you had predominantly everything, like say east of what? Oh well, I can't even remember what the map looked like anymore. Probably everything almost east of Dallas, like north t- of Houston, Tyler, Lindell, Dangerfield, right. all that stuff. Right. Okay, so. Was there any other, was there any incidents or reports? Because I know um, that was all on the, the old TBRC website and you, know, you did sighting reports and stuff. Was there any particular uh, sighting or field report that stood out the, the most? There's a couple of interesting ones. And one of them was, and I can't remember which river. I, I wish I had my notes on me. I can't find them right now, but... There was, uh, I think, two brothers. They had been out doing some fishing or hunting. And. What was that? It was the laptop. Oh. Battery dying. And uh, one of the brothers had stopped um, for some reason. Another brother kept walking along. Mm-hmm. And the one brother that had stopped sat down and leaned up against a tree and was waiting his, for his brother to come back. And as he's sitting there, he, all of a sudden, he's right next to the river. He can hear something splashing. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, something, mm-hmm. I guess, came out of the water, and he could hear then steps through the leaves. And where he was at, it was behind him. And he kind of leaned around and looked behind the tree and saw one of these things come out and onto the trail that where he had been walking and then walked right past him and then cut back into the woods again. Mm-hmm. And it said it freaked him out really bad. This thing was huge. So this thing just came out of the woods, saw him, just kept going, just strolling. <laughs> well, I don't even know if he had noticed the guy. Because he, he had looked around and saw what was coming and yeah. kind of hid back behind the tree again. Mm-hmm. And and then it just kind of walked right past him on the backside of the tree and never knew he was there. Did so, you, this, so this thing's taking a bath or splashing around having fun. Swimming across the river. Uh, yeah. yeah. And... Just hops out and is heading in a different direction and just gets spotted. Did, wow. Um, did you go out? Did you investigate this? I mean, did you go out and investigate it or did you, was this like a phone? It was phone. Okay. He, he, he had written it in and then I, I called and, and chatted with him. And another one was um, some kids out near Longview, I believe, Kilgore, mm-hmm. out there at some lake. And they were, uh, they were fishing and camping. And I think it was at night. And then all of a sudden they look up and one's standing right there at the edge of their camp area. It had just walked up to see what was going on. Mm-hmm. They freaked out and started shooting at it. <laughs> I think they had like a twenty two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Good good idea. Yeah, that's that's smart. Sh- shooting a BB at a free train. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so but it, it just it took off. Yeah. Um, you know, it realized it had a little stinger there and uh took off. Yeah. But like I said, I could find my notes and go into more detail. Yeah. Was, th- those were two really interesting ones. So did you did you investigate that one or was it just phone too? Actually, on that one, I think I briefly touched base with the guy on the phone, but I had another researcher out there that lived real close, and he was able to meet up with him and uh, conduct a better interview. But like I said, it's been so long. Yeah. I don't remember how that exactly turned yeah. out. But it was an interesting, it was an interesting case. You know, just trying to visualize you're out there having fun as a kid. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this giant thing is standing there in the dark at the edge of the camp light. And you start flicking BBs at it. 
Yeah. <laughs> did you um? <laughs> did you ever? Did Lauren Coleman ever reach out to you about any of these cases? No, he never reached out at me. I did meet him at the conference, though. Yeah, but that was about it. Yeah, I know he's reached. He reached out to me one time about one incident that I. This was like whenever we first started the TBRC and and our website was brand new and we I think we had like side report like somewhere in New York, state of New York, and I called the guy and I was talking to him. And he was intrigued. It was in New York or the state of New York. So he, I think Lauren, Col- Lauren Coleman called me and asked me questions about my notes. I had to go through my notes and stuff. I was just curious if he's ever reached out to you and talked to you about anything. So No. no. Hmm. So, um, but, but then, you know, it wasn't too long after um, a lot of this was going on that I left the group. And then mm-hmm. my name was removed from the report. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so sorry. there was no follow-up there. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what that, that's all about. Yeah, okay. I wonder who did that. <laughs> Aliens. No one knows. <laughs> Something about. I was, I was, I was going to lead up to, I was going to, well, I was going to ask you about um, Deborah Thornton. I know I talked to Luke about this. and uh, uh, just, Another I, interesting one. I wanted to ask, I wanted to hear it from your perspective on that, on the Deborah Thornton case. So the way I remember the story, it was uh, Deborah and I guess her husband at the time and maybe his brother, her mm-hmm. brother, mm-hmm. another guy. They uh, um, had been out riding around, hitting the back roads, um, ran out of gas. Mm-hmm. And so the two guys decided to go wherever they need to to get some gas, and they left her in the truck. Mm-hmm. And so she's just kind of stretched out on the cab with the windows down, you know, kind of like just kicking back, maybe listening to the radio or whatever. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, you know, hand reaches in and grabs her leg, starts trying to pull her out, and then she realizes what it is. You know, and she goes into detail talking about its fingernails, you know, how, how you know, thick they were and the color and the, and the hands. Um <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna. I was gonna lead into. Um, do you remember her talking about nipples, nipples and penises? <laughs> no, actually, I, I fortunately had blocked that one out. Yeah, that's on our mind your engine peas episode. That's right. <laughs> it always comes back to that. But sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But no, I mean, you know, whether that or you know. Val Kilmer or George Clooney in their bat suits have nipples. I'm like try, try not to go there. Sorry. Oh, oh man. Okay. So, so she was more talking about the hands and the fingernails and the and 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 that more than the nipples and penises. That's what I latched onto was the detail of of. The hand coming in and pulling, and then it being pulled away by the other two. Right. And then it leaving. Mm-hmm. That was in Lamar County, right? I believe so, yeah. Okay. Somewhere in the mid-70s. Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. You know, I've never said this about this story. Why did both of them go and leave her by herself? I've been trying to figure that one, too. That doesn't make any sense. But think about it. you got two young guys, and... You know, they, however you want to look at whoever the hero is with coming back with gas. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I don't want to go by myself. Yeah. All right. I'll well, let's leave, let's leave her by herself. Well, she, yeah, she'll be all right. <laughs> Maybe she was the only one that wasn't scared to be by herself. Yeah. Maybe. That's, that is a good point. So. 
So apparently what she had to fight her, uh, this thing off with is like a Coke bottle. Okay. And so I guess it was one of those old Coke bottles. Yeah, like she it was, was able to like, you know, just swing and smack her, smack the hand. And I know I know a big part of the story was the supposedly the two females that came out to to take the 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 male away or scream at him or, or scream at him or get him to stop or something like that. So that's you talk about being freaked out as a little kid sitting by a river and having this thing come up. I couldn't imagine getting pulled by this thing. You know, this thing come up and grab my leg and try to pull me out of a, a truck. I, I, I've said it before. In that moment, there's no way I could have remembered details. So I'm guessing the biggest thing that instigated it there was she was on her period. Yeah, yeah. And so it was probably sent. Mm-hmm. Because I know um, Roberts talked about going out and and uh, talking with a lady, and he one of the things he asked her was was she on her on her cycle, and he said to freeze it, you know, take your, your ziplock, put zip it in ziplock, and and freeze it. Really? And uh, I don't know. I remember that story. <laughs> that was uh, it was the um, it was the Bailey story. Do you do do you recall that at all, Lance Lance Bailey's wife? Again, there's D- that's Diane a Bailey. whole faction I try to block out. Yeah, <laughs> this so was, this was before our all our indie stuff, and that's what is that's what got us out to Lamar was was um, Mike and Sandy Sales uh, sighting report or the incident, and then Diane's came pretty much after that one. Mm. So we went out, and this this Bigfoot was going to the back of her house, and. I don't know what Lance was doing. He was on a road or something. I can't remember. Yeah, because he, he wasn't home. He was, and, and this thing never came up when he was home. It always came when he was gone. This was like really early in the TBR scene. So um, I don't know if you if, if you recall that. Um, no, but it doesn't sound surprising. <laughs> yeah. And he, and, and Robert said that he had, he told her to, next time that she was on it, to freeze it so he couldn't smell it, and or, oh, or just okay. and just put it like in a ziplock, and when she because like they 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 burn trash there, and she just stacked all the trash in the back. So I just thought it was coming up, you know. So it would mask the scent. So so I told her to freeze so it. Stay away. I told her to freeze it, and when she was ready, just take it out there and just burn it all at once. So and then I told her to get some some camp trackers. So it was like me, Luke, and uh, I think hmm. I think Kenny was there too. So. Kenny Ortega? No, not Kenny Ortega. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was one of the... Uh, I don't think I ever told you about this. Going out for the Thornton case, mm-hmm. we were out there driving around. I can't remember who I was with. But we were going down that stretch of road trying to figure out where where everything was. Mm-hmm. And you've seen those silhouette uh, black metal... Mm-hmm. Like animal cutouts, mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. and we were riding around, and we looked over, and from a tree, there's a silhouette, black silhouette of a monkey mm-hmm. hanging from a tree. <laughs> we're like, "Well, that's interesting." Yeah, I don't, I don't recall that, but yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, it was probably about another mile down from wow. our, our main research area up there, from from where the Deborah Thornton thing happened. Yeah. Well, wow. from her, her house. From her house. Oh, okay. Yeah, where where her incident happened was probably within a five mile radius. Okay. Ten mile radius or something like that. I think. Wow. I, I think her incident was um, the the lakes there now. 
I don't know if if, if you recall that. Is oh, that, that's right. It wasn't that yeah, old. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was in an area where the lake is there now. So, so, okay. we, so we couldn't go back and look at it. Cause oh, it, so you couldn't even get to it. No, it was, unless it was, you were on a boat. Yeah, that's right. right. I think it, at the time it was only like fifteen years old. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That was mm. interesting. I know whenever we went to go see her, she was wearing, I think, like one of those jumpsuits. And she had like a gun inside her bra, I think. So. All I remember is there was 40 of us like standing in that room. <laughs> all hearing the story, we were like, wow, this is good. We yeah. listen to this in yeah. person. Yeah. I think if that happened to me, I think I would, yeah. I think yeah. I'd have a little dirty hairy in my pocket, too. <laughs> so. Ken Marvel's the one told me that. <laughs> Are you are you are you surprised with that one? <laughs> that she showed him her pistol. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shout out to Ken Marvelous Marv. Ken has a way with uh, some pistols. Folks have. He has a way with some folks. And <laughs> and uh, other stuff too. So that's <laughs> sorry. That's awesome. Um, so. What would you say was your most interesting uh, that you actually got to investigate, that you actually got to go on? Well, after I quit the group, we focused in on one particular property. And just the experiences there mm-hmm. was investigating the things that were happening at that time. Yeah. Not, not following up you know, days, weeks, months, or years later. Things were happening real time, and so it was. That was the most interesting, and then what finally convinced me that there's something out there. Still, like I said, I've I've seen something, mm-hmm. but I haven't had that full on. Oh my God, that's there's a Bigfoot. Yeah, but I've had experienced enough things, you know, just listening, seeing, you know, the prints, things done with trees, and experiencing some other oddities that you just can't hardly explain. Yeah. Um, but that was the most interesting. And just a, a combination of all those, yeah. those times so, going out there to that. Yeah, just about a year and a half, two year experience of <clears throat> following up, you know, and seeing some of the videos that came from there. Yeah. And, you know, tantalizing, but again, the blob squatch. Yeah. Syndrome. Yeah. You know, everything's blurry. Grainy, mm-hmm. fuzzy. Yeah, yeah. The cameras far weren't away. good enough. The, the the lighting was bad. So it's uh, it's if you hadn't have been there and saw these videos and all that, you would have a different. Is 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 that yeah. accurate to say you'd have a different aspect, a different maybe mindset if you hadn't have been there and oh, then yeah. saw them? Yeah, if I, yeah. I saw them, then I'd be just like all the other YouTubers that would go, "Oh, they're faking it." Yeah, that looks lame. I could have got a better suit than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I would have dismissed it and moved on. But, but yeah, being out there and experiencing it, again, I still am doing my best to keep a healthy dose of skepticism. Yeah. Going, okay, is it possible that someone could still be scamming me? Mm-hmm. But then I got to walk away with the thought that what are they gaining from it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not gaining anything from me. Yeah. I'm not gaining anything from it. And, you know, there's a laugh, but how many times can you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're just really insane we, psycho. Yeah. We t- talked about that a little bit, yes, or not yesterday, but last week, because there was that, that episode of, of Survivor Man that he dedicated simply to see how easy it was to hoax something like that. And he's like, 
you're going to spend a lot of money on it. And there's nobody that would probably want to do that. You know, they don't really benefit from it on yeah. that degree to get mm-hmm. it something yeah, that's believable. He spent about, how much did he spend? Like $10,000. $10,000 on... On special uh, effects stuff. Um, and that was just for footprints. footprints. Well, see, and the other argument with, like, say, Patty, for example, you mm-hmm. know, Planet of the Apes, the first original Planet of the Apes came out in that same time period. Mm-hmm. Right? I think just within about six months, eight months after that. Right. Like, early 68. Mm-hmm. And so... I can't remember his first name. Chamberlain, I believe, was the makeup artist um, that did the effects for that. And so they were assuming that, okay, they went to Hollywood and got this guy to do the the monkey costume Mm -hmm. or the ape Sasquatch costume, whatever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they're stretching, I think. I think so. Yeah. And I didn't even really look the same, you know. Yeah. Compare Planet of the Apes to like something that would be believable, and it doesn't really. Yeah. I mean, you can tell it's a person in a suit. I I don't know if I ever told you, but when I when I went up to Newcomers Town to Don Keating's twelfth uh, annual Bigfoot Conference, I ran into I ran into Larry Lund. Larry Lund's from the Pacific Northwest, and he had these like he had like four of these big thick albums. He had like Polaroids and just like pictures. And uh, he was showing me he because I, I, like whenever we got to this Bigfoot conference, they had it at this uh, hotel room under uh, this hotel, and they had like the stretch of like um, of rooms, and and we were all on the first floor, so all all the Bigfoot researchers had their doors open, and so we were just going. It was me, um, Greg, Luke, and uh, Jerry Heston. So we were we were just walking around to each room and just like popping our heads in, introducing ourselves. And we ran into we ran into Larry Lunn. And he had like I said, he had these four big albums. You can go do it. It's okay. Yeah, just open it. It's it's okay. It's all good. <laughs> so <laughs> I'd rather have you comfortable than making noise. But anyway, um so we I get to meet Larry Lund and he pulls out these albums, starts pulling them out, and supposedly he went to Bluff Creek right after the Roger Patterson stuff. And he was showing me pictures, uh, you know, the footprints and the distances and stuff. And so I can't remember the guy's name, but he had a mathematician with him. And they were talking about the distance between the, like, the strides. And he was saying that, that, that that creek bed had volcanic ash. And that volcanic ash is, like, really dense. Mm-hmm. And so it would take something really heavy to make these footprints. And so he was showing me all these, these pictures, and I was like, I was gobbling it up, man. I was like... Show me more. Show me more. So we were just talking. I think I ended up talking to him for like almost two hours, but uh, I don't think he's with us anymore. Um, but he was—he was like in—he's like in his sixties or like late sixties whenever I met him in early two thousand. So, um, but he showed me that, and I was like, I was sold on that. So. But didn't didn't he say that the the stride was was so large, mm-hmm. so long that. Yeah, to was, make the impression, there's, there's, there's not a man that they could, I, I could make that kind of impression. I, I want to say that he had a picture of, of not him but someone else that was tall. Yeah, that's trying to duplicate it, and it was like it was difficult for them. They were like almost doing a split because like they could, they could do it, but in order to make that kind of a imprint, it had, right. you know, it had to be something very big and something very, very heavy. I mean, so was it? Bluff Creek, I, I, he said it was. It looked like Bluff Creek to me, and uh, from what he was showing me, he was showing me and Luke, and uh, it was like uh, it was a guy named Mike Frizzell. He's with the Enigma Project, 
And I met these guys from West Virginia, and they were like all in the science and stuff. These guys were walking around with laptops. This is like, like in you know early two thousands, laptops with like hooks are on, on their neck, <laughs> oh and they were walking around the, the hotel room oh. typing. As they were like, I was, that's how I met them. I said, "Hey, dude, what's up? What's this?" Was Dude. there a trail of ladies behind them? <laughs> so it was it was interesting. So, um, you know, I, I, I always thought the, the Patterson Gilman um, thing was real. And when I talked to him after that, it was I was kind of sold, you know, from all that information overload and stuff like that. So I don't know if I ever talked to you about that. No, no, <clears throat> I don't recall that. No. OK. But uh, it was I mean, we had a blast there and. With, you know, Jerry and Luke and what's his name? And um, <laughs> so, but it was, yeah, he, we. He who shall not be named. named. Yeah, yeah. He, he who shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but getting back to uh, TBRC, um, and, and I won't, I won't dwell on this, but it, what was, I mean, you, you eventually left that group, right? You, you left the, because I, I left before that. Yeah, our, our, our research in the, that one particular area. We just t- kind of started realizing that what we were learning was expanding beyond the protocol that mm-hmm. the group would allow. Right. So we were being stifled. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, in that one particular phase. So we had to kind of grow, and get out, and learn more. So the group wasn't willing to grow. With 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 y'all, I was yeah. I was gonna say, could you elaborate on the, yeah. well, the there, There's kind of like you were saying earlier. There's a spiritual aspect mm-hmm. that was not part of their protocol. Yeah, and it was just purely scientific, flesh and blood. The gigantopithecus, gigantopithecus theory. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some giant ape descendant, I guess. That's real sneaky mm-hmm. out in the woods. Yeah. Um, it's got all this stuff going for him. Knows how to be blurry in pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what their their thought process was, and they just didn't see things beyond that. And we were experiencing things beyond that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very limiting. I mean, I think that you you can find a, a way to balance both. Honestly. Well, it's be, it's a pro- you know. it's, it's a progressive thing, mm-hmm. and you have I mean, to be. Yeah, in you it. have to allow yourself yeah. to grow mm-hmm. because I mean that's the whole point of any of this, at least for me, is to find what the truth is. And just because it's beyond what, I don't think we as people ever need to stop being willing to learn either, you know, spiritually or just mentally or whatever. You know, in any way, you have to be open minded a little bit. I mean, well. The- I, the person that shall not be named mm-hmm. yeah. was financially motivated. Yeah. Yes, of course. And so very close-minded. And fortunately, to our luck, he closed down this area because this one particular guy that was yeah. a prankster. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. He uh, So everything was discounted. Mm-hmm. And I was fine with that. Yeah. Researchers can just go somewhere else. Yeah. And so we kind of were lucky to focus in there. Yeah. There were still other people that knew. Of what was going on there and experiencing things. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, it was fairly minimal. But our property was private and we had access to that. Yeah. And and so there was a lot of interesting things going on there. It's it, And when, when we, getting back to the spiritual aspect of it, um, when we were talking about Brown Springs, 
Um, have you listened to that to that episode, yeah. Brown Springs? Um, I don't know if you've been to Brown Springs or have ever been a part of it. No, I've just heard about it. Yeah. When we were talking about that, the, the, the most interesting thing about Brown Springs to me was the presence that Robert talked about feeling. The moment that he got there, he felt this presence, like this heavy weighted pres- presence that came over him. And then all the Bigfoot stuff started happening. And to me, that that story in itself was the thing that kind of unlocked that thing in my mind that, that this is, that's where I started going down the spiritual realm of this and started connecting it with this Native American uh, um, spiritual aspect because before, before the Bigfoot stuff started happening, the moment he got out, he said he felt this presence. And then they walk, and then, man, the Bigfoot stuff starts happening. Can't be found. Trees pushed over, footprints, all that good stuff. And that's where it opened up to, to me. And with, 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 the, with the person that shall not be named, if, 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 he, if he chose to, to, to block that out, um, financially motivated, block that out, he's, I think it's just hurting himself as far as his expansion into the into the to, to the to the whole realm or the aspect of of bigfoot and and i i i think it's awesome that that y'all were able to just say hey we're good we're gonna go carry this on and, and do our own thing and and expand on this to to try to reach that 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 other understanding of it i, th- I just i think that's cool i know robert left for different reasons and uh well but on, on that note, I mean, so when we I started with the TBRC, there was Luke and then the person that won't be named. Mm-hmm. And as I was telling Robert earlier, they made a great balance because Luke could take you out in the woods and teach you. The other aspect was great on getting attention, media. Yeah. You get the yeah. web, web yeah, out there. Himself. So there, there, there was a, a neat balance. Sorry. He's, he's distracting me with his phone. There was a unique balance, yeah. yeah. So, so that kind of worked, and, and there for a time, the magic was nice. Mm-hmm. But then Luke left, and then, so it became kind of lopsided. Yeah. And then it, the direction went in a different way, and so, yeah, then Bob left. Yeah. And then, and then you know, within six months, I was gone, too. Mm-hmm. And then several of us left at the same time to focus in on this other area. But, you know, he, he was the... the uh, armchair researcher mm-hmm. he didn't get out in the woods he'd yeah. sit there and, and peruse the internet for his you know unless he's on tv and then they put him in a boat in a really bad shirt and <laughs> and look really cool man there is that <laughs> but that i could i could go to a pond in somebody's backyard yeah. and make it look like i'm in the woods but on is video it on too. the history channel oh, that's no. the question you on know to, yeah. i mean Woo-woo. but you know uh just touching on that because i know I, I had a lot of dealings with him, and I probably more than other people. And I, I met with him almost like on a weekly basis, and would go to his house and talk to him. And he would tell me stuff like you know off, off you know off comment and stuff. Talk about certain people or certain things, and I I, I don't know. Well, it's that whole demeanor there, and it kind of spread out into the group, right? And you know, I'm not really into that. No, no. Mm-hmm. If you're not moving forward, why you know? Why yeah. Bother? Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I just felt like it was I think it was, you know, I think it was just time. It was time for me and I just said, "Okay, I'm done." 
I, 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 because I, I was really passionate about the group. I was really passionate about the subject. Yeah, I was, was passionate about helping people. It was real disappointing for me when you left. I oh, appreciate it <laughs> because you weren't there anymore. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks. I know. I know you talked about this this certain spot that y'all y'all go to, and that was the most interesting. I know you and you and Robert spent quite a bit of time out there together, and uh, I know that when you when when you spend time with somebody doing certain things you just you 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 create a bond that that just can't be broken i i us the guys i spent in the military that that bond is never going to be broken it's just the going to war with somebody there's nothing that's going to break that bond and i'm not saying that you know y'all y'all went to war or anything y'all y'all could have if bigfoot wanted to <laughs> y'all could have been at war it's still but it's still that yeah. that that bond that it, that that in I just thought of this right now because you said you know it, it sucked that he was he was gone, and when people like that leave, it's just not the same. You well, know? It's just like anybody you work with yeah. when you develop that yeah. rapport. But yeah, that there's a you know going to war is quite a bit different. But here's an intense situation. Absolutely, that, and that's what I was getting where, at. Where you're spending a lot of time together because our practice in those days would be to sit up all night. Yeah. Do you? Remember, I think it was Memorial Weekend. There was an outing. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Raspy? Was it? What, 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 what did you say? Raspy. Rasping? Raspy. Raspy. Yeah. So I'm guessing that you were there. Maybe not. Uh-huh. I got out there like a day late. I think they had started on a Friday night. And I was uh-huh. able to get out there on a Saturday morning. Was this area two? Yeah. Okay. And, and, so, I think it was the Saturday night thing. Um, we had split up into two. There was the base camp mm-hmm. where Luke was, and then me and two others went off way out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Just set our, our chairs up and just sat there, trying not to fall asleep. Yeah. And of course, we all fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it was during that time that Luke was having some activity of hearing something running. Yeah. And he said it had like a raspy sound to it. Yeah, I think mm. I, I think I was there. I think it was like I think it was me, you and Boudros. Sitting out in the woods? Yeah. Okay, I was thinking that you were with me. But somebody finally came on the radio or came out and got, and got us. Mm. So we were getting up and then right before the noise of us moving around happened, I heard a and I'm like, okay, I can't think of what that is, but yeah. that's all it was. Yeah, hmm. there was a, hmm. there was there was some like, I mean, I've heard that I've heard that a bunch of times, and um, but yeah, I think uh, I think I was pretty tired that night though. Oh yeah, <laughs> but in but the, the, just like you were talking about doing stuff like that in intense moments, being out there, that's you build a bond that that. It's it's pretty unbreakable, and I mean, uh, yeah, there's there's not a lot, a lot of people that I would go to the woods with, and I think you you're one of them. You're one of the guys I would. You, Kenny, Luke. Um, okay, just be careful not to sound too fangirly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying because like because I I've been approached. You know, I'm sure you have too. And, and pe- when people know that you're talking, that you know that you do Bigfoot stuff, they people people come to us. Hey, I want to go to the woods with you. 
Hey, I, random stranger, why don't you go out and you know, yeah. in the middle of nowhere with me? <laughs> Again, that's not something I advertised. Really? Yeah. It was just a select few that I would work with occasionally. Yeah. You might get on that subject. Yeah. And then if you felt comfortable, yeah, might say something. Yeah. Well, I, I think everybody at work knows that I'm into Bigfoot <laughs> stuff. So, I Really? Mean, yeah. Everybody. How did they figure it I, out? I don't know. I don't either. We're in Bigfoot Club. It's weird. Than, 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 no, but your entire yeah. office, <laughs> your car. But like, there's there's people that come up to me and say, hey, I want to go to the Bill Woods with you. No, you, <laughs> you think you do. You'll yeah. be either bored as shit or you, you pee-pee your pants. Yeah. Because <laughs> I took I took my uh, cousin out to Brown Springs uh, when we had that deal. And it was during the day. And he was freaking out. I said, dude, we normally come out at night. You're lucky. You're lucky. Because, no, you know, it's daytime. He was telling me, I think it's time to go. Has he ever been in the woods before? No. no. <laughs> yeah, That's a good way to start. <laughs> yeah. Personally, I can't figure out if I'm brave or stupid during those days. I never carried anything. No. Yeah. I just go out there and go, whatever. Yeah. I mean, because there were, there were times I, I recall that I was, like, we were there all weekend at this at this place we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And I and by the time Sunday rolled around, I was, I was pooped, man. I was like, okay, I'm ready to go home. And you would stay till like Tuesday. <laughs> well, on, on this particular weekend, everybody left Sunday morning. Yeah. And me and Dana stayed and did one more night. But we were going on such little sleep. I swear it was like 10, 30, 11 o'clock that night. Maybe might have been a little bit later. We started hallucinating. Yeah. And the scary thing yeah. was we were hallucinating the same thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just, you're sitting in the middle of the woods and the light plays tricks on you. And it just yeah. kind of, you start seeing weird stuff. Yeah. Because I, I do recall you telling me a couple of times you'd you go out to this place and uh, you would sit in. The, this is when you had a truck mm-hmm. and you would open up the like you would back up into the, you know. Well, the, that was that was our secondary research area right. after we quit the group. So this was interesting. So I was out on this private property and I went out near the cabin, which was in the back 30. And I had taken my truck and backed up near the tree line. I'm still probably a good 15 yards from the trees, just basically still, still sitting out in the open. And I had a parabolic dish that stuck right outside my truck window and ran the cord in and, you know, smartly rolled up the window as much as I could <laughs> so nothing could reach in and get me. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and I'm recording. And I remember I had just flipped the cassette. And again, I'm starting to kind of sit there. My you know, head's starting to bobble a little bit. My eyes or eyelids are getting heavy. And then all of a sudden, bam, just something hit the truck. Mm. And it got my attention. I hit the brake lights, turned on the headlights, and I couldn't see anything. Yeah. The next morning, my side, my passenger mirror had been pushed to the window. Mm. So something had come up and just went slap. Just smacked it. Yeah. How do you explain that to your insurance? <laughs> well, fortunately, <laughs> nothing was broken. It, it, no, it swiveled. Yeah, the, it, I, I was going to say it's one of those you know, swivel ones that that's meant to. Yeah, like a trailer mirror. Yeah, <laughs> imagine meant to meant to, meant to break. But I didn't realize that it could do that. Yeah, at the time, did you catch anything on the any audio on the disc? So I was letting the the guy that lived there, the property owner, listen to it the next day. And he sweared he he could hear something kind of snicker afterwards. Hmm. It smacked it and laughed. And I couldn't hear it. Yeah. I didn't hear it, but my ears, I've, like, you know, some people just have good musical ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not me. 
I, I can't hear the subtleties in certain sounds. Yeah. But he said he could hear it, and you could just hear the smack. And it was, unfortunately, it was kind of windy, so you really mm. couldn't hear, yeah. you know, like anything creeping up. But whatever it did, I'm sure it did it very stealthily. Yeah. Did it, and it's gone. <laughs> he smacked it and laughed. Yeah. I, I do recall you telling me that whenever, like, that had happened. And you, I think you told me, like, the following week, or because I, I think I had already left, or maybe that was a weekend I didn't go or something. So I ne- what I never figured out was was the routine that they would let their cows loose. Because mm-hmm. it seemed like at night, I thought they had corralled them up into a particular area. Right. But, like, the next night, I'm in the cabin, and I hear something out there messing around. And I look out, and it's a cow. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Moving around. I'm like, all right, what's it doing out here? Yeah. yeah. But, I, I know I've been on this property before, and we were, like, uh, over by the treehouse going toward the back of, the back the back 30. And we would hear something rustling through the woods, and like we'd have spotlights ready, and it was a cow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. coming through a going br- a through briar the patch. densest yeah. part, yeah. possibly like yeah. No yeah. all over no, whatever no path, just barreling us through just, something, just barreling through. <laughs> so, well, there was this other uh, night leading up to uh, the second Bigfoot conference, and we were out at a state park. And we were setting up and trying to do some listening, and I had forgotten something back at camp. So I had radioed in and had somebody drive it up to me. Mm-hmm. So I'd walked down to this, this trail. We'd already set up you know, 100 yards or so down this trail. And as I was walking back up to the head of the trail to, to meet the guy in the car, I'm walking along, and I just have a little pen light just to kind of watch, see where I'm going. And I made a mistake of flipping it over and looking to my side and then boom there's eye shine mm. what the hell is that and i think it was like my spotlight that i had forgotten mm. so as i'm coming back i do it again and there's the eye shining it's a deer just laying there well, he's just sitting there yeah <laughs> yeah because <laughs> they i find your lack of faith disturbing sorry <laughs> never apologize for vaping <laughs> yeah yeah, because uh, deer, when they see a spotlight, they just stop. Mm-hmm. They just stand there. Well, it was interesting. This was laying down already. Yeah. He's just chilling. He's, yeah. t- he's tired. He's so tired. He, he, he might have been shot. <laughs> Did you hear a gunshot? No gunshot? Mm-hmm. He, not, not at a state park. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's true. If there was, there's somebody getting arrested. So that's the other interesting thing is... Some of the research areas or, or areas that I've ended up following up on have been around state parks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a safe area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I said, with the uh, fast food. I was going to say this it yep. readily, the smorgasbord that they can choose to eat from. I mean, they're from, from everything that I've heard from Robert and Luke and stuff that I was like, they're very intelligent. They're very, very intelligent. So they're going to they're gonna find where the food is, and they're going to find out where it's safe. They know that a state park is. They might not know it's a state park, but they know it's safe. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's uh, where I would go. If I was out in the woods, I'd go where the food is and where it was safe. So, so one of the first videos that we ran across that, that this person, the property owner, was able to get on his property... And again, it was one of those situations where he set the camera down and walked away from it. Mm-hmm. 
And unfortunately, there was a little twig right in front of the lens, mm -hmm. so it focused in on that twig. But behind it, in a very blurry way, you see this white creature walking along. And so we heard about it, and I think it had happened just a day or so before we were going up there anyways. So we get up there and we look around, and I'm, I immediately checked the fence. There's a, it was near a barbed wire fence, so mm -hmm. I just checked to see if it crossed, and boom, there's this long white hair. So we bag it up, and Ken knew somebody he could send it to to get tested Yeah. before he figured out what we were testing for. Mm -hmm. and, and then he shut it down. Yeah. yeah. But came back, mitochondrial was 100% human. Mm. Mm. And I've been running across that a lot here lately, that if there's been any DNA for them to find, it keeps coming back that way. Wow. Now, not necessarily unidentifiable, Yeah. but as, as a type of human. Hmm. That's very interesting. But if I understand correctly, that's only down the female lineage, not the male. The mitochondrial aspect of it, anyways. Mm -hmm. Again, I would have to know what I'm talking about a little bit more scientifically. Yeah. Best I can tell, I'm recounting what I had heard just the other day. Wow. Was, was that a school up? Like, it was a school up north, right? Not sure. Yeah. I want to say the guy was up north somewhere, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know what he was affiliated with. Yeah, but as, as, as soon as he heard Bigfoot. No, we didn't, we didn't tell him it was. Exactly. We didn't, we didn't first, but I think he finally figured it out. Yeah, it took it, what, like three or four times, right? Or was it three or four times? Give or take, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's like, what I'm saying. He might not have heard the actual Bigfoot, but he found out what y'all were doing, and he's like, uh-uh, I'm not involved with that. Because I think... Um, I think didn't he, didn't he say that hey are you guys contaminated are you using gloves or tweezers or that whatever? was the other thing yeah that kind of was my thought process we keep hearing contamination mm -hmm. and like maybe it's not contaminated all the time yeah yeah because maybe that's what it's coming back as yeah and you, that's not something that you would immediately I mean because like we were together. we were taking precautions we were wearing gloves and we were yeah. using tweezers and uh, envelopes or whatever because I think it he. I think I, I recall we were we went from Ziplocs to envelopes, I think. Well, and that was, yeah, a mistake we were making early on. Like, my brother's a police officer, and he mm -hmm. was telling me later on, yeah, you got to use paper because yeah, the, the plastic, plastic. Mm -hmm. can do weird things. Plastic. Plastic people. And I had already went Sorry. out and bunch of, yeah, <laughs> bought a bunch of plastic. Yeah. yeah. Plastic people. <laughs> that's from that's from Indian, Indian in the cupboard. Yeah, from the, no. been old forever since I saw that. <laughs> when he was at school and he put him in his backpack, oh, yeah. And the the principal was like, "What do you have in there?" He's like, "Plastic people." They're just plastic people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> do you remember the uh, the the first trailer for that? I think so. Yeah, it had Vader in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it didn't make it into the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was so bummed. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. Is, is it love okay? that movie. Uh, I was gonna say, is it okay if I say about you and Star Wars? Or yeah, sure. Okay. Well, I'm talking Bigfoot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Tim Tim Clay's like a big Star Wars uh, fan, and so that's why I try to throw in all the Star Wars as I can. I have to. I have to say this: that last year was the first time I had ever watched any of the Star Wars movies. And I just watched them. Most impressive. Sorry. Why are you, you cut me off? Sorry. 
<laughs> but I watched them back to back to back because my kids wanted to see uh, the new one that came out. So I watched them back to back to back. But I didn't, I didn't watch them up to the end. Wow, that's a pretty good run. Yeah. Now so, you got to watch in, Clone in Wars. And yeah, and, and, yeah. And it, it almost... It almost got to the point to where I was like, man, I've made it this far. Why well, break the streak? And if it wasn't for my kids, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't have watched them because it was like to the point to like, that's horrible. This is like, I this is like something I got to hold on to, you know? So, but my kids wanted to see, uh, wanted me to watch it with them. So, and I didn't want to go see the last one without seeing the, the ones before it. That's always a good place to start. Yeah. What'd you say about the Clone Wars? <laughs> oh, you need to go back and watch those too. Because that's very important. Oh, the Clone Wars. Yeah, I haven't yeah. got to the Clone Wars yeah. and watched those. That's a time investment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's some interesting things. Yeah. Down there. But I, I, I still, I've watched them all, and my favorite one is, is New Hope. That's yeah. still my favorite one. And uh, that's the first one I watched, and it's still my favorite. I was, it's, now, I'm going to ask you, what's, what's your favorite? Well, New Hope number two, Empire number one. Okay, <laughs> but Sorry. but it can flip flop a little bit because yeah. one you know predicated the other. Yeah, yeah. Well, his is his is uh, Empire, Empire, and uh, <laughs> well, I hated Empire when I first saw it, and I would say that mine is the direct opposite. Mine's New Hope and then Empire one and two, because because New Hope, I just I guess it was just because it was my I don't know it was just a great movie for one and then but it was my. Is my first experience with, mm-hmm. with Star Wars. So I was like, this is awesome. So that was your first movie that you seen? Yeah. Okay, good. Because by the time you got to Empire, then the, the punchline, well, I'm guessing you already knew it though, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I already knew it. But See, for me, and if you listen to the commentary on the movies, George Lucas says he had done some research mm-hmm. on that. And so he would, it would go into two camps. People would accept it. Or they wouldn't. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I was like, no, he's, he's a bad guy. He's lying. Mm-hmm. But the Sith have never lied. Yeah. Yeah. No matter, in all the movies, Absolutely. They, they always tell the truth. Absolutely. Because <laughs> nobody believes it. Yeah. yeah. Like and it. I, 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 I'll tell you, um, before I watched uh, Star Wars, I watched The Mandalorian. Um, and I fell in love with The Mandalorian. And not just because Baby Yoda. I just think Mandalorian's awesome. And then um, when I started watching Star Wars, and, and Boba Fett's only in there for a little bit, you know. But he immediately became my favorite character because of the Mandalorian. You right. know, just because of that show. So Well, that's exact. probably <clears throat> what it was supposed to be. Yeah. It was a Boba Fett thing. And personally, I was never really interested in seeing a Boba Fett movie or mm-hmm. TV series. Because he's the man of mystery. Yeah. And the late, least you know about him, the better. Yeah. But in the Clone Wars, they have several episodes where several bounty hunters work together. And uh, that could be interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That would be cool. But I just, I, I even went out and got a, a Boba Fett shirt. Because I was like, Boba Fett is awesome. And no, his so. pack's got jets. <laughs> I can bring you in warm. Or I can bring you in cold. I hear that all day at work because that's on his phone. <laughs> Every time he gets a text message, that's where it goes. So, but I'm 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 really excited about about the Mandalorian season two, and I'm I'm ready for it to be here. But you gotta, gotta wait. wait. Gotta, gotta wait. November gotta wait. probably. I don't know. If I think it's November. 
see, fortunately, I am caught up with the Clone Wars, and when Disney bought Lucasfilm back a few years ago, yeah. they canceled the show. But they brought it back for one more season, and the first episode was yesterday. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, first episode of season seven. Nice. And that's that's a time investment because I haven't seen not one of them. So, so hey, it's cartoons. It's fun. Actually, what you could do is pick and select because they did several arcs, you know, three or four episode arc, and you could go back and actually explore more of the Mandalorian history. Just mm. you just got to find out which episodes those. Yeah, were. which yeah, and they were only like maybe twenty or thirty minutes episodes anyways oh okay so, i thought they were like full no, full feature, feature films it, it, they're cartoons it was on cartoon network animated and they're like yeah 20 30 minutes long. that makes it even better yeah they're animated i like cartoons yeah it's not cartoons sorry animated. <laughs> animation <laughs> it was on the cartoon network but <laughs> there is adult animation he's not a monster he's, he's not a monster foot. he's a big foot <laughs> but yeah um I just I I I'm a big John Favreau fan anyway, and he's the one that did the Mandalorian, and uh, it's uh, it got me hooked into the into the Star Wars. I'm not I'm not like a big huge giant fan, but I'm a big fan. Well, that's a that's a good entry point, and if you hadn't really experienced it before, and what a lot of people got to you know keep in mind is this was generated for kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's done in a simple fashion. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, us old timers that have grown up with, you know, have a hard time remembering that. Yeah. Have you, you, you've seen, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Have you seen it? I've seen it once. Did you like it? Eh, I'm not a fan of the, the sequel trilogies because they just weren't, they, they, they weren't planned out. They weren't thought out. Yeah. And J.J. Abrams to me, while he can put together a decent movie, he likes to take these shortcuts that just aggravate the hell out of him. Mm. I mean, who goes who goes to hyperdrive sitting in a uh, cargo hangar? That just doesn't happen. <laughs> Sorry. Um. See, that's I I guess that's where not being such a hardcore fan that I man, but, I, I but loved it. It, I, it looks I, good on film, yeah, or you know, in the movie. But so I never I never would have thought of that. But see, like. Aside from Star Wars, I grew up watching a lot of Star Trek, mm-hmm. and there's certain logical processes. Yeah. Um, there you go. <laughs> Representing. I, I just pulled out a my tiny John Luke, the little Picard, Picard, the little little bitty Lego figure Picard. So, but yeah, I. I I thought it was awesome. I just, but I, I'm not, I'm not, I, I would have never thought about what you just thought about. I just, I just went in as a, this is a, a, a cool <clears throat> series of movies and I just, I thought it was cool. I, I, I have yet to see it. I haven't seen it either, but I think a lot of movies are that way now too. It's like a little bit more simple, simplified because it, I think they think that uh, audiences that see movies like that don't have a very good attention span. Well, that's what, before you got in, um, I was telling Robert, you know, to me, the original Star Trek and a little bit of the next generation, think of a a big, giant, blank canvas. Mm -hmm. And in the corner is a little postage stamp thing of what we've already seen so far. Right. And the blank area is so much more imagination and things Mm -hmm. that you can start filling in. 
But here with the new stuff, they've gone the surface route of action over substance. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, that the, I think that happens a the lot. Origi- the original stuff talked about social issues, mm-hmm. and that's how it got created. It was Gene Roddenberry had some things mm-hmm. he wanted to say. But with the, the standards of TV at the time, he couldn't do a reality-based show. He, yeah. so he put, it, put it in space and was able to talk about social issues and, and that's one of the things that pulled me in as much as I'm mm-hmm. like a, a, you know, one of my favorite characters is the Enterprise itself. You know, I, I like the ships. Star Wars, I like some of the ships. Mm-hmm. But with Star Trek, you, you know, I, even at a young age, I really got into the stories and what they were telling mm-hmm. or trying to, you know, convey. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've, I've yet to see Star Wars. Because I was pissed off in the last one. Are you talking you about? You're talking about Rise though. of Skywalker. Yeah, I still, I still haven't seen it. Yeah, I'm pissed off because um, he won't even say the I'm, name. <laughs> I'm gonna do it like I said I was gonna do Batman and Joker. I'm just gonna wait until like you get home, like have yeah. it queued up and just push play, and you're gonna be like, "Well, what are you watching?" Because I, oh. I haven't seen the He's Joker. Either. In. I haven't seen the Joker either. I haven't just, s- just watched it recently. I haven't seen it either. Uh, I'm, I'm not I know that he won. Uh, he won the Oscar. Yeah. For that, uh, yeah. for Joaquin Phoenix did. Uh, he does a great job. I loved him as Johnny Cash. Yeah. Oh I, man, I did that, too. They, oh, they did a really good. Him job. and and Reese Witherspoon too. They, I think they did awesome. My only hesitancy going into the Joker was, I've kind of lived that to a degree. Mm-hmm. My first wife turned out to be bipolar, and there was a lot of bad days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then by the time I, you know I got out of the marriage. Um, I had to question my own reality a lot of times. Mm. And it took me a while, and I was raising a kid at the same time. So I didn't have time to focus on me. Yeah. Only on just the rare weekends when he was gone, mm-hmm. you know, I could focus. And it took a long time to kind of get back and not second guess every decision that I made on, okay, is that a rational decision mm-hmm. or not? <laughs> yeah. But getting into this, you're dealing with mental health. And. And it was sometimes those movies are really hard for me to watch. Yeah, is when you live through it. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. Uh, I, I I know that um, I spent a lot of time with a with a uh, a nonprofit organization um, dealing with a lot of uh, um, veterans that have a lot of mental issues coming back and trying to adapt to civilian life. And when I watch when I watch military movies. Like I used to be able to watch military movies and not bother me, and now I don't even watch. If it's a military movie, I don't even watch it anymore. Um, and I know there's some good ones out there, but I don't know. I, I get what you're saying when when you when you when you when you live through something, and then you don't want to you don't want to replay it on a movie screen, you know. Well, <clears throat> I follow what you're saying. I saw Full Metal Jacket right after I got out of boot camp. Yeah. You know, and a lot of that movie is boot camp. Yeah, that's the the whole beginning of it is boot camp. Yeah. So, so yeah. going through that, yeah, it was yeah. It's you don't. It's like I lived it. I don't need to watch it. You know, so I get it. And um, well, that's how I was with Top Gun, because we would go out to sea, and they they would show like a couple of movies. Yeah. I never, I have not ever seen Top Gun from beginning to end in sequence, but I have seen all of it <laughs> out of sequence. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like that with the, what is it, the the first of the new Godzilla movies. Because my nephew loves Godzilla, but mm-hmm. he just wants to watch his favorite part. It's like we need to watch this roar. 
Or here's where he fights and does this oh, thing. Man. It's like, Tyler, can we just watch him? Nope. Skip, skip, skip. Rewind when we run. Fast forward, fast forward. Kylan, <laughs> Kylan is my son. Kylan is the same way. He is. He loves Godzilla. And King of the Monsters. Mm-hmm. The I guess that's the that's latest the one. Latest yeah, that's the latest one that came out. King yeah. of the Monsters. He'll do that. He'll sit there and he'll be like. I'm like, let's just watch the movie. Nope. They need to hang out, man. And That's all Tyler wants to talk about. Every line of that movie. Every character, he knows every line of every character in that movie. I mean, yep. he could he could sit there and just I'm like, man, but he loves Godzilla. That was mm-hmm. a good movie for Godzilla fans. For other people, maybe not, and I think that's why it didn't do that well because people didn't get it. If yeah, you didn't know anything about yeah, like the older movies, you don't get it. But it's like, oh, they're playing the original theme, and here's this guy, and there's this one, and it doesn't matter how long. It's just it's that counts that it's there. Yeah, you know? <laughs> Godzilla. It's yeah. it's it's far out there, but that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, you know that's it's supposed to be far fetched, way big, out yeah, there. The biggest so. complaint was, oh, they didn't develop the human interactions. Like, who gives? Who cares? Nobody goes to see a Godzilla movie to see human interaction. What do you want to see them rubbing noses or something? <laughs> Come like, on. Uh, okay, we get it. It's like run, run, Godzilla. Yeah, <laughs> they want them to win awards, Ash. Okay, well. Well, they can win awards for special effects and soundtrack. I liked it. It was cool. <laughs> they got to win best supporting actor. <laughs> yeah, it was about. It this can time. go to Mothra. It was. It was about this time last year that they were showing the trailers for the new one. Yeah, out, which came out what like in May. Yeah, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Anyways, there's a little clip where it started running. You know, Godzilla started running. And I was texting my son. And he goes, "Yeah, I don't know about that." So I sent him this gift. Where in the old 1960s Godzilla, there's one on his tail and he just sliding. And I'm like, it could he, be he would fly backwards. Yeah. That's what it would. It's yeah. like he'd like ball up and like tuck his little tail out and then shoot himself backwards with his atomic breath. Yeah, yeah. And like his, his tail was dragging, wasn't it? Yeah. He was, he was doing a drop kick. That's driving a drop kick. From a half a mile. Oh. And there's a little dance he does too. That yeah. Tyler would always have to do, where he like does, yeah, yeah, the, the crisscross and whatever. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, back in the in the mid 2000s, we were rent, able to rent some of the latest Godzilla movies at that time. Yeah, which were done maybe just a few years earlier. But those were, I thought were done pretty well. I, 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 there's there is not one Godzilla movie out there that I've seen that I didn't like. Right, I've always thought they were done pretty well. Just. Except for 1998, but yeah. that wasn't Godzilla. That was Godzilla. We don't. Oh fought, yeah. We, fought him we don't final, talk about that one. Well, we don't talk about that one. <laughs> the deal is that real Godzilla and that fake imposter met up in in Final Wars, and yeah, you know he got taken care of. Well, and they also made a <laughs> reference to it previous to that. Yeah. The Americans had something to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they started laughing about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just Zilla. There's no God in it. It's they took just the Zilla. God out of it. It's just yeah. Zilla. Even on the copy of the DVD that we had for Tyler, he scratched out the God part. <laughs> Sacrilegious. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I was lucky. At, at Christmas time, I got the uh, like 11 or 13 movie uh, set. Yeah. Oh, the Godzilla set? Oh. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Nice. I remember whenever I was a kid, uh, I, was part, I think I was in second or third grade and channel eight would would play the godzilla movie like after school special movie and it was like at around uh 3 30 or something like that and when the bell would ring i would just i was just jet right outside the i would <laughs> haul ass home and try to get home in time just to watch it and uh i would make it inside the house and turn on, you know throw my books down and turn on the tv 
And of course, my mom would, you know, make me go do something real quick. And I'd go, oh, <laughs> <laughs> what's Godzilla? <laughs> so. He really likes uh, King Kong, too. Yeah. He's a big King Kong. And uh, Kong Skull Island. We went to Disney World, not last year. year no, not Disney World. Uh, Universal. Universal. And, man, that is one of the coolest rides you will ever ride. If you go there, yep, the Skull next one. Island. The well, next yeah. one is the verses. King Kong. Yeah. To get back to it, I guess early on I had an influence where there was two main things I liked as a young kid: robots, like from Westworld, and yeah. Six Million Dollar Man, and then Planet of the Apes, King Kong, Mighty Joe Young, anything like that. And and so that probably just Here led. We are. Yeah, as it, I mean it <laughs> yeah. leads into Bigfoot. So hey, yeah. and Hollow Earth. There we yeah. go. Too. <laughs> yeah, he's he loved Kong Skull Island. So when we got to Universal and there it was in its glory, it was like, oh. I think he even mm. cried, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> you remember speaking of him crying, you remember when we watched uh, WrestleMania at uh, USBC? Yeah. And Undertaker came out. Yeah. I swear he cried for like, th- he didn't even get to watch the match because he was just sitting there crying because his favorite. So excited. He, yeah. He's he up to that point. He had only seen Undertaker wrestle in like reruns. He'd never actually seen him wrestle because wow. Undertaker didn't wrestle anymore. You know, he'd come out every once in a while, but it wasn't a true match. So <laughs> up to that point, he had never seen Undertaker wrestle. And I had told him. Is this live or TV? It's, we were on uh, WrestleMania. Yeah, it was live. It was, it was live. No, we, we were watching it on TV. We weren't live. Oh, he would have passed. He would have fainted <laughs> if it was live. <laughs> I was thinking, it's like. But yeah, he wouldn't have made it. But um, <laughs> so I told him, I was like, and, and I knew Undertaker was going to be there. I knew he was going to be there. But I told Kylan that he probably wasn't going to be there, that he wasn't, he wasn't going to be there because I wanted to see his reaction. And man, as soon as the boom, he was just in his chair. He had his knees to his chest, and he was just, <laughs> just I mean, in tears, man. I was like, oh, it was so awesome. Poor kid. He was so excited. I was like, bud, watch it. Taker does the children. It <laughs> makes him hysterical. It's kind of how my son was when I took him to his first gun show. Oh, yeah? So at, at three years old, he developed this major obsession with guns. I like it. I like him already. I, I mean, I grew up out in the country. Yeah. And a gun was no different than a shovel or a Yeah, you just had it. It yeah. was just there. But for him, and he could take, you know, as he got a little bit older, four or five, he could take anything and convert it to a gun. <laughs> he, got this, he got this big old spaceship one time. He looked at it. I timed it at 36 seconds, and he was able to flip it around and head it under his arm and knew where the trigger and the barrel was. <laughs> So he got up to be around eight or nine, and I was talking to a guy at work um, about it. And he goes, well, why don't we just take him out to the range? I've taught some kids before. We'll let them shoot some stuff. I'm like, okay. So you confront it instead of making it taboo. Yeah. Yeah. Because when we were first, I was going through my divorce, and and I was living with my actual, my brother-in-law at the time while I was affording to do the divorce. He would go to his mother's for the weekend come back with a gun, toy gun. She would buy him a gun. Yeah. And I just started putting him up on top of the refrigerator and distracting him. And then he would forget about it. Yeah. And then like six months later, I was over there visiting and somebody had pulled something off the top of the fridge and all these plastic guns 
I'm like, crap, I forgot about that. The cash. But, <laughs> the but, cash of guns. But during Just that, in case. During that time, it was, you know, take it head on and let them do it. And yeah. it subsided the, the obsession. And so I learned that with kids, you can't tell them anything in advance. Yep. Because you no. say. Because hey, it's a promise. Yeah. Well, you would say, I'm going to take you someplace. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't want to go. Yep. No. <laughs> and then so I would just show up someplace. And so that's what I did when I took him to the first gun show. And he were pulling up and people are walking up with guns around <laughs> their you know, shoulders. Yeah. And, you know, because they would come up to sell their stuff. Yeah. And he's like, Dad, why are people walking around with guns? Like, I can't tell you. But we get in there and he just, he's like, oh, wow. He was just overwhelmed. Yeah. So we would do that occasionally, but. So now it's, you know, not not a big deal. Yeah. And it was finally nice to get kind of to that point where it was just a normal thing. Yeah. Right. That's it, cool. It was funny. I picked up a uh, a uh, handgun and that would shoot 38s and 357. So we took it out mm-hmm. to, to the gun range to shoot it. And uh, so he shot the 38s. And he saw me fire off one of the three fifty sevens. No, I'm good. He's like, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I'm all right. And I think I shot that seven round cylinder. Yeah. And I haven't shot a three fifty seven cents. Yeah. It's uh. <laughs> Sorry. It's way, uh. Way to fire that one off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, three fifty seven. Will it'll definitely kick you. Um. How many seconds we at? We're at one minute, <laughs> one minute twenty nine seconds. So one minute twenty nine get, seconds. Get into that. I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted to get back um, before we ran out of time. I wanted to get your perspective on Hallsville. You remember, you remember Hallsville from, from that night? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my first time. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty interesting because, and, and I'm so glad that you had called because you're like, hey, road trip. <laughs> uh, Luke's talking. Let's go. <laughs> Fine. And then I, I called up. Um, I had all the like the cast that I have now. Um, I gave to a guy out in Kilgore, Longview area, uh, because I had moved into a really small apartment after my divorce, and I didn't I just didn't have the room for it. And I was like, "Here, dude." So I called him up and said, "Hey, we're going to be in the neighborhood. Can you bring the cast and pile them up on the table?" And so. Did the thing, you know? It was kind of interesting to to mix that paranormal aspect because mm-hmm. we hadn't done that before. Yeah. And so it was even more interesting when we get out to the cemetery mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. paranormal stuff wasn't happening. And then Luke's going, "You hear that?" And we could hear, you know, things being thrown at us. Yeah. And he's going, "We're we're experiencing stuff." Well, yeah, you're right. I'll say. <laughs> Yeah. Just a little bit. And yeah. while the paranormal group was frustrated because nothing was coming up on the on all, any of the instruments. Yeah. Which is which is really interesting because Yeah. When we went back to to Hallsville, when the us when us yeah. <laughs> when the three of us went back to Hallsville, the opposite. I mean it was just that meter was out of control and it was I mean he was hitting 20 20 20 sometimes 3 to 5 seconds just sat there on 20 wow. and it was I mean just big time big time big time I and mean, we got some pretty pretty good audio out of it yeah but the only 
I would say Bigfoot anything was mm. was towards the end. Is we got a couple of howls. It was far away, so it's yeah, kinda, it was real far away. It's kind of hard to, it but was it was conjecture because uh, Robert howled, and I think you did, mm-hmm. you did too, right? Bar down, you did a bar down, yeah, yeah bar down, something. I don't know what it was. And it was then we bar-down. got, and then we got six, six howls back, so it was pretty cool, but That's I, I, I wouldn't, again, I'm not gonna say it's, it's Bigfoot, inclusive. it yeah. sounded like a bird to me, yeah. It's, so, on a similar note, on the private property that we were researching, I was up there by myself, staying at the cabin, and over several days, you know, I had accumulated, you know, some information. It drove up the road because the cell phone coverage in the spot was really bad, so I'd have to drive about a mile up the road. Called up Buddy to give him the kind of the report over the last several days of the mm-hmm. things that were going on. And I want to say this was like middle of October and the first really cool snap was kicking in. Because I remember when I pulled back up to the cabin, it was just that really cool and crispy night. It was clear. And I had a little bit of a, a view, I guess, because I could look down and kind of see the top of the trees a little bit. No, not up real high. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I did a, did a, um, a vocal. I want to say it was an owl sound. You know, and try to end it with that... Mm-hmm. And one picked up to my left, one picked up to the right, and then another one picked up that was louder than both of them. And you could tell the tone was, shut the hell up. That's not <laughs> one of us. Wow. And then everything got quiet. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. I've, I've always found it interesting that, and, and, and Robert said it too, when these, things, when these things come up, everything else shuts up. Everything else is just like, so, okay. So my Boggy Creek kind of story is when the group, I just started the group, and they were already planning on doing a conference. So we went out to Cattle Lake State Park, you know, as a group get-together, just camp. We weren't even doing any squatching. Mm -hmm. We were just going to get together, have a good time, check out the area that we were going to do this, and just kind of, you know, get things visualized. And so we were spread out over about two, three campsites. And me and my wife had set up a tent outside of this cabin, well, a little screened-in thing. And Rand and Kat were in there. Mm-hmm. And we'd stayed up really late. Well, I had stayed up late with the guys and my wife and son. Had, I'd already gotten in and crashed. And no sooner had I laid back down when we finally broke up and went, or, you know, went to bed... No sooner I had I laid down, you know, I heard some owls, didn't really think about it, and then Rand's outside my tent going, Damn, did you hear that? I'm like, what, those owls? Because that's not owls. Like, what are you talking about? And this was still new, still mm-hmm. hadn't experienced a lot of this stuff. And so I get out, and we stand there, and then we can kind of hear things. And there was these bellows that just made me feel like I was listening to Legend of Boggy Creek. And it had just had these sounds, and you could hear it moving off. And, it, and so I ran around and woke everybody up, and we kind of came down to where my uh, area was, and we were listening. And it wasn't, I didn't realize how interesting it was until after they had moved, whatever it was, moved off. Everything, like a light switch, turned back on. Because I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. realize everything was dead quiet. Yeah, everything got quiet. No crickets. 
No, no tripping. Frog, frogs. No frogs. Nothing. It was just dead quiet and like a light switch. It came back on. All just turned back on. That's that's all. That's so interesting to me because they excuse me. They know the big dog is there, and they're like, "Oh, he's here. I'm going to be quiet." So that's 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 so cool. And like you said, it just came back on. Like, like we're I back. Want, I wanted to ask you um, if uh, if you wanted to talk a little bit more about Hallsville because I know when we were out there, it was me, it was uh, Ash, Ash's group. I had Steven out there. It was you, me, uh, Lucas, um, Billy. I think that was it from us. I think because Nick's mm-hmm. went, Nick's went home, right? Right. And Partain went home. Todd mm-hmm. Partain went home because he has kids with him. Yeah. So, because I know we had some, we we had done a couple of tree knocks and stuff. I just wanted to, if if you recall that. Other than you know, kind of being aware that. We were getting some things thrown at us. I don't remember any other details. Okay. Per se. Um, I just remember, you know, kind of hearing a few things. The vocals, if there were any, they were minimal. Yeah. There was just the one at the very beginning after um, did the knocks. Because I think what it is, we got real quiet and we were uh, doing EVPs. Right. And we could hear him moving around, like just like the that kind of shuffle slide sound. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, well, let's just nothing's really going on here. Let's let's just whatever, because there have been sightings in the area, just see what what happens. And immediately, almost yeah. immediately after they did those knocks, there was a call. And then that's when we started getting pelted with everything. Because yeah. I, I do recall Billy saying, goes, goes we're, we're getting hit across the street. Because. You could hear the rocks hitting like all the branches and trees and leaves and stuff, just and boom, you know. And uh, and I think that's when Luke walked over and was like, "Hey, we're getting some activity." <laughs> yeah, like, are you kidding me? Just yeah. like nonchalant, like, "Hey, we're good." But you know what? I, I felt pretty safe there. I felt safe. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel threatened. I mean, and we had activity. It was exciting. Yeah. I know. I know. Stephen was really young, and he was he was pretty scared. <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh, on that note, I would like to do, uh, go ahead and while I'm thinking about it, take a shout out to Stephen and just say, hey, congrats on getting married, <laughs> having the kids. Yeah. I've seen you in forever. Yeah. Because like you, you've known Stephen since he was like little, right? Well, since 12, since that, that, that weekend. Yeah. No, he's <laughs> since had two clones made him, <laughs> yeah. butted yeah. off of him. He's not got- doing it once, but t- two at a time. <laughs> <laughs> One and done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so good fortune to you, Stephen, and uh, I'm, yeah. I'm happy for you. Yeah, he thinks he thinks the world of you, man. He thinks the world of you. So, but yeah, it was kind of fun. And uh, fortunately, I didn't go down that path. I don't think of trying to, you know, be the bad guy and scare him or anything. No, you, no, you didn't. You you were good to him because I, I think uh, when when I used to bring because I, I used to bring him to the meetings, to the TBRC meetings, mm-hmm. and uh, what's his name, Craig, used to try to boss him around. I said, don't. Don't, don't talk to my kid. Don't man. don't don't boss him around, because he would say, "Hey, Stephen, pick this up." I said, "Don't do what he says. Do what you want." <laughs> so, <laughs> I bet but, he loved that. But uh, I, I will say this because, like, I think I took him to the very first Bigfoot conference, uh, TBRC conference. He met Smokey. Smokey gave him a shot glass. He's oh. like he's like seven. <laughs> seven or eight. So. He let him have his milks he, out of it. No, I thought he was like twelve at the time. <laughs> no, no, he was I think he was twelve. Um let me see. 
Yeah, he he, he could have been like around ten or something. I'm I'm really bad about ages and stuff. So how old am I, Robert? Yeah, he's probably like ten. <laughs> but, but, you but, see yeah. how he skipped over that. Yeah. But but still, you know, Smokey gave him a shot glass. Because here, buddy, here you go. Oh. And Steven looks at him and goes, what is this? It's a baby glass. You shoot your chocolate milk out of it's it. It's for little people. It's for your milk. It's like a very small juice glass. Yeah. <laughs> it's for your Martin it's for King. It's for uh, <laughs> communion. When you're taking communion, man. You're doing the Lord's Supper. She, she just said Martin Luther King because, like, the boys, the boys, um, they, they want to drink milk all the time. And I can't say milk in front of them. So I say, I say Martin Luther King. You know, MLK. <laughs> so, so I asked Stephen, I go, do, you, do we have any Martin Luther King? He goes, yeah, it's an refrigerator. Because <laughs> if I say milk, they're going to say, what, what? You know, they're, they're, their ears yeah. perk up and say, we want milk. So I have to say that. So, Gummy bear. So she was, <laughs> she was saying the shot glass was for MLK. <laughs> well, my slang for chocolate milk was black cow juice. Black cow juice. <laughs> so you can just say, you got any cow juice? Yeah, you got any cow juice. <laughs> That's true. Freshly squeezed. <laughs> oh, man. So we got, we're one minute and 40 seconds in. One minute and 40, 40 seconds. seconds. Man, that went by really quick. It did. It doesn't. No, it doesn't seem like we've been here for a minute and 40 seconds. Having fun. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, what, what other shows are you watching? Right now? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Throw, throw you on the loop on that one. Well, we've try, I've tried to get into Ozark. Yeah. My wife's into that one. I just can't, can't get into it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, finished. We uh, did. Uh, um, oh, shucks. What was that one movie that came out about 10 years or so ago, and they just did a series on it? The Blue Guy. The uh, uh, Watchmen. Oh, the Watchmen. Oh, Watchmen. Yeah, yeah that, that was a one-and-done series, and I'm upset about that. Yeah. They, had, they had planned on it to be one shot, but then it was like, well, we might do a second season because it's popular. Then they're like, no, no. Well, the way it gonna. ended, I just assumed. I did too, but no, mm. they meant so, for it to be a single season. So you watched that and... You need to watch it, Robert. Yeah, I, I gotta watch it. I gotta it's watch so that. Good. I have Robert. a whole list of shows I gotta watch. Robert, stop hitting the door. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else did we just finish? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, 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 The Outsider on HBO right now. Is, is that any good? It's interesting. Because it's got a bunch of actors that I like. Um, well, it's got Ben Mendel- Mendelsohn. Yeah. Ben Mendelsohn, who was from Rogue One. Right, right, right. Um, and a few other folks, but yeah, it's it's interesting. Am I in charge? And that's a Stephen King thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his son actually just did a series that was on Netflix. Um, and that was kind of interesting. He's he's not his dad. Okay. But but it was interesting. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the name of it. Oh, Lock and Key. That's actually a comic. Yeah. yeah. I've heard good things. That's actually a comic. So I not, not surprising. Yeah. Um so what else what else are you watching? That's about it. Really? Why are you watching Robert? Stars game and wrestling at the same time and that's yeah. it. That's usually the idea I watch. <laughs> I watch wrestling and the stars at the same the, time. The stars got their butts handled kicked. yesterday. Yesterday. So I haven't I've gone through phases in my life where I've watched wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I've gone through my last phase. Um, but you know, when I was a kid, 
you know, I'd watch it with my dad, and he even would take me to uh, to the arena there in Shreveport, where I grew up in East Texas. It was Shreveport TV, not Dallas. Yeah. So I saw some wrestlers go through there before they made it to Dallas in the mm-hmm. mid '80s. That's cool. Um, like I was telling them, you know, like you know, I saw when Ted DiBiase was just Ted DiBiase. Yeah. And he was a good guy. <laughs> Junkyard dog. <laughs> He would, My favorite. He would show up with a collar and a chain. Yeah. And just wild it as shit. Oh, man. I love uh, Junkyard Dog. I got to see, you know, Andre live. Man. Wow. And, you know, when. We he, all made the same noise. I know. <laughs> <laughs> when he would get to the ring, you know, he would just push that top ring down. Yeah. And just. Top rope down and step right over. Yeah. It, which was very similar to the squats. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I, Did the squats go, okay, boss? <laughs> Does anybody have a peanut? But uh, Ernie Ladd, um, you know Kabuki. Yeah, I um, was I was terrified of him. He was creepy. Yeah. That's what that truck was that I was trying to tell you. You said something that had the like the jagged branch sticking out in the back. Oh yeah. When I was on the way to work the other day, I was like, it said something weird, and I didn't understand. And then it was Kabuki. It was yeah, like it was this it? Old broken down truck that had it like airbrushed on the back, and then Kabuki. it had like. He was he's, final destination sticks in the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he used to scare the crap yeah, out of me. Yeah, Kabuki, Kabuki would, scared me too. He would come on and like I would go behind the couch with my Aww. older brother and I would hide and he would tell me, okay, he's he's done and I would get back up. <laughs> but I, I go because I, I have the WWE uh, network and I go back because they, they purchase all the world class championship wrestling stuff. I'll go back and look at He looks like a damn mechanic. <laughs> you know, maybe you had a bad experience with a mechanic I, as a I guess, child. I guess. People in jumpsuits. Hey, he, I mean, he freaked me out too, man. Because he had like the green, the green, the, the green and white, and then he had his long hair, and then look, he was just wearing sweats and, and socks. <laughs> well, when he would do his long hair down, he was like the well girl from uh, yeah, the ring. yeah, the ring, yeah. I mean, it's tomorrow before tomorrow is tomorrow. Yeah, but, yeah. but the one that kind of freaked me out a lot was King Kong Bundy. King Kong Bundy. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was just kind of gross looking. He yeah. was just a yeah. He just looked like a like a serial killer Bob type of guy, you know. He looked like a white milk dud. A white <laughs> milk dud. And then when uh, I was in the Navy, and I was stationed in Norfolk. Uh huh. Um, ran into some guys that were really into it, and fortunately, where my ship was going through a refit, and it was in dry dock, and right across the edge of the bay there was just a short ride over to their Coliseum where we could go and watch wrestling live, and then you'd see the Freebirds coming through. Man. So, yeah. That's awesome. So we had some fun. Yeah. I used to watch it with my my uncle was in Vietnam, and he got paralyzed from the neck down, and he laid in the bed for 22 years, paralyzed from the neck down. So when I was a kid, he's the reason why I went into the military, um, wanted to honor my uncle. and uh, But I used to sit there, and he used to have three TVs, and they would be on different things, but we would focus mainly on the wrestling. And it was just, I mean, the Von Erics to me were like the best thing that ever walked the, the planet because that was my uncle's favorite. He loved the Von Erics. So whenever I had uh, um, my son, man, he was probably, oh, man, he's maybe seven or eight. We went to Slammiversary, uh, TNA Impact Slammiversary. And the the Von Erics came out, the ones that are alive, and uh, 
That, I was that, this that'd be Kevin. Kevin, yeah. And his <laughs> he had uh, his, his nephews with him. Yeah, his daughters and well, he had uh, two nephews with him. So uh, Kevin came out with with his two nephews and. I, I I bawled like a little baby. <laughs> I did. I cried because I was like, it took me back to those memories with my uncle, you know, sitting on his bed next to him. And I was just, I was crying like a baby. He has a picture of, uh, of uh, Fritz like this, you know, doing the, doing yeah, the, claw, the claw. And it yeah. says to Charles, you know, love, uh, love Fritz. And uh, I still have it. So it's good. You get chills. But it was awesome. I just, those... Those good times with my uncle um, sitting there. And then when the Von Erics came out to be there with my son, you know, and experience, he didn't know he was, he didn't know the Von Erics, but just, it was a cool experience. Did you, did you get to see the Von Erics at all? A little bit because at some point they finally started showing it in East Texas. Mm -hmm. And so that's when yeah. I first saw the Von Erics and then I'm like, crap, that dude's built. Yeah. They're all built. Yeah. Before that was just, you know, Fairly chunky dudes. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody was really nobody ripped. was shredded. Yeah, yeah. car mechanics. But then, <laughs> but then I was really freaking out because I was starting to see some of the same players come back through, but with whole new personalities. Yeah, and, you know, like the Million Dollar Man. I'm yeah. Like, well, he didn't look like that just a few years ago, and he was a good guy, <laughs> and now he's a bad guy. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I. I Robert knows how I feel about the WWE. Um, I mean, I I I watch I watch all the wrestling. I watch it all. I try to watch it all. I watch WWE. I watch Impact. I watch uh, uh, AEW. The brand new one that just came out. Uh, Cody Rhodes, um, Dust, Dustin Rhodes' son. He's got his own his own uh, brand out right now. And I watch. Uh, I try to watch some NWA and some Japanese stuff, and I watch some of the Mexican stuff whenever I get chance to. So I. I watch way too much. I just don't have time. I got four kids, and <laughs> so I don't have time. Well, that was kind of the, where my big foot and went to. Yeah, was going through a divorce, raising a kid. You know, there's my yeah. finances. Yeah. and time. Yeah, and I didn't have the luxury to just hand them off. You know, at, at a whim. Yeah, so it kind of phased me out of it. Yeah, but I've, all, but I've kept the interest up. Yeah. Yeah, are you interested in going? You know, like going back out? Yeah, occasionally I wouldn't mind. You know, because it's it's all always awesome to just be out in the woods. Would you? Yeah. Would you be interested in going out to Hallsville again? Possibly. Okay. Let's do it because you know it's just down the road too. Because they go to Pines and Jefferson. Yeah. yeah. So a few years ago, this was about three years ago, I took what is my wife now and her daughter out to what used to be our area too, which was a park. Um. And we had gone out at one point just to scout the area out. I wanted to go primitive. I didn't want to get one of the spots that had the running water and mm -hmm. electricity and a slab picnic table. I wanted to go out and just kind of more of a primitive area that would have a table, but that was about it. So they have a little area out there mm -hmm. uh, where you could do that. So we went and scouted it out and kind of figured out where we wanted to go. Came back two weeks later and... I went into the office to pay for the, the, the lot, you know, the spot. And so I had to randomly just pick a spot on the map because we were the first ones out there, maybe second ones. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I'll take spot X right there. And just, just by chance. And so we go out and it's about, 
maybe 80 to 100 yards from the car to that spot. So we had to lug everything that far. So I'd immediately grab the heaviest thing first, mm-hmm. which is the ice chest. And I have wheels on it, but you know, still wheeled it out there and everything I could stack on top of it. Get to the picnic table, stop, look down, and there's a print. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm in the right spot. Wow. <laughs> and oh, it, it was a few days old, a week old. Yeah. The ground was hardened up. It had done it when it was soft, so it had rained, you know, maybe a week earlier. And it was there by itself, but then as I looked around, there was other signs. Yeah. Because there were other limbs that were in bushes that were just aligned in a straight line. And then I started kind of going from, it was almost like a little peninsula where the campground was. So I walked from one edge to the other, and you could just see the, see the indication that something had placed yeah. branches in a certain line. So I thought that was pretty cool. That is cool. Just by just by chance, man. By just, chance. I, I want that one, and boom. But I've always been relatively lucky at finding prints. Yeah. You know, so it's just one of those weird intuition things. But here it was just random. Yeah. Just, just by chance. That's awesome. That's so cool. When I turn my phone back on, I should have a picture of it, and I'll yeah. show it to you. Um, I was going to ask you, is it okay to post those footprints on uh, on the Facebook page? Sure. Okay. Did you already get some pictures of them? Yeah, I got some pictures of them. I just I just wanted your permission before, before I do it. Well, let's make sure we flip that one around where you can get a picture of the nails. Yeah. Okay. okay. I have to say, uh, tonight when I came in, and they were sitting there. I had to say this is, and I said this off mic, but I'll say it on mic. That's the first time in real life that I've ever seen an actual casted print of a of a Bigfoot, and uh, it's pretty stinking cool. Yeah. And the one that you flipped over, you didn't even have to tell me, but you could see the nails. You could see the 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 um, the nail prints in in the the one that you're just talking about taking a picture of yeah that, and that was a happy bonus because when i found the impression i didn't see that yeah wasn't until after i pulled it out of the ground cleaned it up i was like oh look at that you can, i mean it's definitely there it's definitely a nail so i just i just thought it was really cool that uh that's the first time i've ever seen an actual print and, uh, and when you see them and you I mean you see it all the time on TV and whatever. Yeah. It doesn't really give you the perspective of yeah. just like the size it, of it. Exactly. Because yeah. I was, what did I say? I said, that's a big foot. That's a big foot. Yeah. That's exactly what I said. Because you can see it on TV, just like Ash just said. You can see it on TV. I can see a million pictures. But until it's sitting right there and you're looking at it, mm-hmm. that's a big foot. So, yeah, there was one day, and this was interesting. I was listening to something within the last few days and they were talking about finding prints and they would say, you know, you just see the one. It would just be a, mm-hmm. an isolated one by itself, kind of like at the park. It was, that was the only one. Yeah. If there was another one nearby, it may have con- gone through there running. So the stride would have been pretty distant Yeah. and it could have been just on different type of terrain and just hit a sweet spot. But there was one time I went up to the private area and me and the guy that lived there, he somebody had called him and said, hey, you might want to come out and look at this. We went to about four or five different spots, three or four different spots, and found, and found prints in every spot. And there was like four or five, no more, no less. Wow. And 
and they they varied in shape a little bit. Some a lot of them were pretty similar, you know, whether they were on his property or his friend's property, or I found them up at this other area where I've casted these two. Yeah. Out. Um, yeah, it was just weird that you'd only find a small group of them, you know. And I've heard other reports where you just see a trail, you know, that mm-hmm. was really long. Yeah, and I've never seen that. Oh, I I say that you only see one of them because they're hopping around on one foot, right? <laughs> well, you know, or stilts, or stilts, or stilts. <laughs> Actually, I think one of my first memories of Bigfoot is from Scooby Doo. And there was this, like, you know, little three-foot creature that had these giant feet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. This is a little bitty short thing with big giant feet. That's awesome. We're, that's we're one minute and 56 seconds in, so. 56 seconds. One minute and 56 seconds. Um, but going back to the prints, that's, it's really cool to actually get to uh, – to see one in person and and actually see sit here with the person that casted it was that's really cool to me because that's the first time I've ever seen it first time I've ever seen a print period of anything Bigfoot so it's really cool so there's some areas that you know used to I felt confident enough that I felt if I could look at a map I could take you to where they would be yeah nowadays I've been out of it so long I. I would have to get back into it for a while. Yeah. But it's it's but, like it's like riding a bike. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna hope so. <laughs> it comes back. But there's there's areas out there where you can still go. You just gotta get out there and, and yeah. walk around enough. Yeah. Um I was gonna ask you, um, would you be interested in coming back and doing the show again? Well sure. Okay. Um now I think it might totally um be counterproductive, but I think you ought to get Ken on. And then maybe have us both at the same time. Ken the Marvelous Marvel? Right. And, and, and so that's then, how we should do our, our season finale, just have all our guests back on. Yeah. yeah there you go. Yeah. That um, would be cool. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm told. Because, yeah, we, we, we have to get Kenny on because he's, he's a hoot. But, yeah, think of him. You know, visually, he kind of reminds me of Jay Leno in a ways. <laughs> <laughs> but he's cantankerous old Chicagoan. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's something else, I swear. So you don't... Is he from Chicago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why don't you call him CM Marvel? No. He's because he's the marvelous Marvel. That's why. Because <laughs> he's the marvelous Marvel. He's not straight edge. No. <laughs> no. He's, he is clearly not straight edge. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> so. He can fight the Green Ranger, I bet, and win. Yeah. So before, before we sign off, we have to have a moment of silence because a part of our team was retired tonight. Oh. Oh, um, yeah. oh yeah. How are we gonna give it? I said we should give it a Viking funeral in the parking should, lot, but yeah. we're probably getting yeah. trouble. <laughs> let's let's take a picture and post it on. Yeah, on we'll take a picture and post post right. it on the Facebook page and the and the Twitter page. So, so what we're talking? We're not talking about a human, so nobody died. We're but, just gonna uh, burn him in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna burn him in the parking lot. Um, my original chair. That uh, that I started the show with is uh, being retired, so it's sitting over there by itself in the in a living room. That can be the Mandy chair now. And yeah. uh, <laughs> so, just have a moment of silence. Okay, done. Okay, it's done. <laughs> okay, done. <laughs> the end. Goodbye. So, so goodbye, chair. You 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 were great, but this one's greater. Tim, I wanted to thank you for coming on. I really really appreciate it. Um, 
Go ahead. I appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, because um, are you are you going to listen to this on, on Monday morning? Hell no. <laughs> I, actually, that is one of my things that I've really gotten used to is looking forward to Mondays. Yeah. Going in and here in the show. There's no way in hell I'm going to listen to myself. <laughs> are, you, are you serious? <laughs> serious. I don't like to listen to you either. He likes to play it in the car. I'm like, I don't want to listen to myself, <laughs> especially like first thing in the morning or something. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, I do want to say it's great to meet you. Um, no, back at you. Yeah. I mean, like I was telling Robert, the uh, he told me about it back in September. I was like, oh, okay. I found the page. I started listening to it, stopped, and then forgot about it for about two months until he <laughs> reminded me. I'm like, oh, I guess I could listen to that. So over a two-day period, I caught up on like six or eight episodes, wow. whatever there was. And at the end of it, I'm like, man, I know this guy's pretty well now. <laughs> that's cool that because that's that's kind of how we want it. You know, we want to we want to be personable enough to know that you know if you listen to us, you kind of know who we are. You get our our attitudes, our our personalities, and We're stuff mean, like that. Mean so, people, <laughs> but I realized I think me and you, Ash, have a lot of similar interests. Maybe with like oh, yeah. movies, the horror stuff. Yeah. Because you've said a few things, I'm like, okay, I can relate to that. <laughs> okay. And then I liked, uh, Chris, I liked your uh, skepticism. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, the fangirl over here. Yeah. <laughs> who can't like Oh, my the God, you girl. know who I talked to today? <laughs> you can't sit with us. You can't sit with us. Oh, my God. But um, stop trying to make fetch happen. But I, I was really I was really happy when I reached out to you and you agreed to come on. So I was like, uh you know, there's, there's, like I said this before, there's very few people I like to go in the woods with, and you're one of them, so. Well, you know, like I said, I've kind of gotten away from that whole aspect for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's just, the last few years, it's been consumed with different realities. Yeah. So it's kind of neat and nice to kind of step away from the reality a little bit and deal with this. Cause yeah. Yeah, it's a fun subject. Whether it's real or not, it's fun to talk about. Right. Yeah, it's the, something. The, there's something. It's real. We just don't know what. Right. The intrigue of it. Like I said, that's what that's what pulls me in is the the thought that it could be. And uh, but I mean, everything that we've talked about tonight is still just scraping the surface. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, you know, being out at that private area, you know, there was a graduation of education. And we weren't educating anything. We were the ones being educated. Yeah, yeah. Intentionally. Yeah. That's what I hope for for my part. My part of it all is to just learn everything I can about everything, whatever the truth may be. You know. <laughs> Tim, you got you got any shout outs to anybody? Well, I, I did the one for Steve, and I was thinking about that, and I just you know after listening to him last week. Yeah. You know, and again, I'm happy for you. Um, that's about it. Ash, you got any money? No. <laughs> Chris? You know me, my wife and babies. I love y'all. Um, couldn't do couldn't do what I do without you. So uh okay. all my all my babies and and my my baby mama. I love y'all. Well, I, I guess I'll throw in after that. <laughs> should my wife happen to listen to this. <laughs> hey babe. Does she, does she listen at all or no yeah did that's you, awesome you like told her about it and stuff <laughs> well i just said you have a podcast and i'm gonna go over and talk bigfoot yeah okay like, all right so, yeah. <laughs> okay see you later <laughs> bye <laughs> my okay. sister listens sometimes yeah sometimes not, not here lately because she's been at school 
Too being hustling to get her nursing degree. Hey, that's important. It, it is, is important. important that she graduates in May. Awesome. <laughs> and but again, no I, I wanted to thank everybody for downloading and listening to the podcast. Really appreciate it. Uh, hit us up on uh, on Twitter at at Bigfoot at Bigfoot One, and we're also on Facebook as Bigfoot One as well. So hit us up. Any ideas? Any critiques? Is it we, just fa- Bigfoot? No, one? Fa- Facebook is Bigfoot Club. Club One. But both are Bigfoot Club One. Yeah, they're both. Bigfoot dot club. Yeah. Right. Dot, right. Yeah. You yeah. really need a script, Robert. I know. I know. I, I, I wing it most We need time, to just so. record a commercial at the end yeah. for all this stuff. Yeah, we, we need a jingle. Button. No. Yeah. <laughs> a jingle, maybe like a voice guy, a voiceover. You know? Yeah. Welcome. You know, that stuff. So anyway, thanks, everybody. And uh, we're going to call this show. Good night, sweet dreams. Later. <laughs>